Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jailbreak Seattle. Done. Everly and maybe McCann. Done. Everly's in a shot. Just wide. Loose for McCann. Eight seconds left. McCann out in front. They score. Hey, hey. What do you say? Jordan Everly and the Kraken win. This is Dirt and Sprague. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raisman, write it down. If they win the next two days and win this series in seven games, I will I will retire on the spot. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray. Seawall, the one-two. Swing and a high fly ball, right field. Playable for Carroll. Near the line, Carroll under it. He's got it, and that does it. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. The Cinderella run of the Arizona Diamondbacks continues. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's Sports Leader. 1080, The Fan. Hump day. Happy hump day, everybody. What is happening? Had to hit puberty real quick. Get through it. Very Tarzan of you. Like you're ready to swing from a tree or something. Voice broke. Could kind of feel it. Just leaned into Ah, it. Yeah, it's 6 a.m. It's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. Good morning. Are we ever going to experience Denver Nugget happiness? Uh, Probably not. Are we ever going to have that moment? Did you watch that at all? And did you just think, ah, never going to be us? No, I did not watch it, and yes, I have that exact feeling of dread. All right, that we know. have no oh. hope whatsoever, <laughs> and nothing good will ever happen to us. Yeah. And there's nothing of happiness that's coming to the city of Portland. So Happy, happy opening <laughs> night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I argue that people need to be hopeful in life and in their sports fandoms, and I've run out of it. And watching Denver, well, not watching, but seeing the final score that Denver did that last night, mm. it was like, oh, shocking. Jokic still really good. Anthony Davis disappeared in the second half. Really surprised. Surprised by that. You would think with the amount, <laughs> the amount of trash talk, or not trash talk, but just 
conversation the Lakers generated going into their preseason and season in general about the Nuggets. People are hot. They're, they've been trash talking Denver. Well, Denver was kind of loud about their win. Mike Malone was kind of throwing it in everybody's face. Like, yeah. even when they won in the finals, it was always kind of a lean back. Like, you know, we beat the Lakers on the way here. and. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's a brand, right? You beat a brand like that, you're the Nuggets, for God's sakes. Teams like Denver and Portland have been losing to the Lakers forever. So if you get a chance to actually beat them in the playoffs, that's something I've never really experienced before. Denver's seats in their arena are brown. Do you know why? I do not. Because it's the Pepsi Center. Mm -hmm. And so Pepsi got to make all of the seats the color of Pepsi. (laughs) They no longer rock the brown. They're blue and gold. So the Nuggets beating Lakers is actually a big deal. That's yeah, like a soda. Yeah. Uh, but the Lakers <laughs> did not like that. They talked about it just a couple weeks ago. Anthony Davis, oh, we're ready, me and Braun. <laughs> okay. It's 17 at the half. He didn't score again. Yeah, nothing happened in the second half. You would have asked me yesterday, a non-NBA bro, hey, Dirt, how's this game going to go tonight? Well, let me tell you, they're going to raise the banner. Everybody's going to get their rings. The crowd's going to be really fired up. I actually follow a guy in Vegas who says there's not a hangover or distraction thing for defending champs. Like in the last 12 years, they're like 10 and 2 straight up and against the spread. They win more often than they lose. And the Lakers didn't make a ton of major changes to their roster. Am I wrong on that? Uh, Lakers? I mean, they added Gabe Vincent. Oh, cool. How did he do last night? Who the Lakers? Oh, don't forget former Blazer Cam Reddish. Yeah, oh, Cam Reddish yeah. No, oh, well, now we're talking. I mean, hell, <laughs> if you would have told me that, I would have gambled the Lakers. I mean, it's Gabe Vincent. Come on. He was awesome during the finals. Did he make a shot in the NBA finals? Gabe Vincent? Yeah. Yeah, he made a shot in Okay, the was finals. I thinking of Max Struess, the other non-name heat guard who we'll never hear from again who didn't make a shot in that series? First of all, he's in Cleveland. <laughs> okay, thank okay. you. Is he the one that didn't make a shot in the uh, finals? I believe he actually ended up making a shot in the <laughs> okay, finals. Okay, he made a shot. Okay. Didn't he have like an 0 for 9-er to start the <laughs> He play? did. He had like okay, an 0 for 9 you. or 0 for 10 night, I think game 1 or game 2. Yeah, if you would ask me, hey, Dirt, how's that game going to go? I'll tell you, I think Denver's uh, probably going to win because they're the better team. They have the better player. And Anthony Davis, who's softer than, than Marshmallow, is probably good to disappear when his team needs him most. Uh, Anthony Davis and Gabe Vincent had exactly the same plus minus, a minus 17. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Gabe Vincent, 0 for 4 from 3, 3 of 8 from the field, 6 points. Yeah. Gabe Vincent's going to give you a lot of that this season, I would imagine. They have Torian Prince in their starting lineup, though. <laughs> that, you watch he, out for them. Is he related to Tayshawn? <laughs> is that like a younger brother? Can we talk about how Austin Reeves is my enemy? Sure, go ahead. I had a bad night in gambling. What's new? <laughs> Why'd you gamble? Opening night of the NBA, you w- you went out on a limb. Well, I, I, I small unit. Okay, full disclosure, yeah. small unit bet. Uh, but it was a seven leg bet, and I hit six of the seven. Yeah, the chances of hitting those are not very high. They're not, but I hit six of the seven. I felt very good about my props, and the one I didn't hit was Austin Reeves. Do you know what Austin Reeves prop I needed to hit? What'd you need to hit? Over one and a half threes. Okay, so he's got to make two. He made one. (laughs) He only shot two, and he didn't shoot any until mid-fourth quarter. And I just went, you are a waste of oxygen. I got dark. I got mad. For I would have won. Small unit. Uh, you got that upset. I would have won ninety dollars. Yeah, I mean, tough. it's a four dollar bet, a ninety dollar payout on a four dollar <laughs> bet, and you hit six of seven. I had hit all of them going into the fourth quarter. All of them. All I needed was that bum to hit two threes. And he couldn't do it. He wouldn't even shoot a three ball. Yeah, he's one of two. He was one of two from three last night, it appears. They give him all this court. money and he's four of eleven. <laughs> Bench him. 
Bench him. He's a bum. That seems like a very rational response that the Lakers should take. I'm also... I think they should start Gabe Vincent in his place because that was a big offseason addition. Well, Gabe Vincent... <laughs> no, they didn't pay Gabe Vincent what they paid Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves got like a $100 million deal. Four of 11 for $98 million. I think anybody with legs right now can get a $100 million deal I, in the NBA. I don't think you're wrong on that, but I'm officially... I'm suspending... Austin Reeves, the Nashville Predators, okay. and the Vegas Golden Knights. You've suspended from, from me gambling on the, you. I don't trust you for a week. One week suspension. Knights end up losing last night? No, they came back and won, oh, but it didn't. took them on the puck line, not the money ah, line. Ah, yeah. Puck lines are dangerous, my friend. The puck line pays way better it than does. the money yes, line Yes, it does. does. Yeah, the juice is worth the squeeze, but oh. it's, it's painful. No, it's not. I, your I, team loses. Tell you right now, the squeeze gave me no juice. There was no juice with that squeeze. No wins in the NHL either. He said, like "You just need to go to easy money line bets. Stay away from the puck line." I, I don't. The Canucks straight up beat the Predators. They were one and a half co-underdogs. You know what I usually like to advise is not gambling on things that we know nothing about, which is why I didn't gamble on the NBA last night. Do you know how you learn? Because I would hockey? have gambled on the Golden State yeah. Warriors if you, you would have asked experience. me who was going to win. You have to do. Swag, you have been begging me for how long to watch hockey. I love that this is the way to get into hockey, and you know how Thank frustrating you. it is. And puck Now, lines hold on. Time out. Puck lines are dicey because if it's a one-goal game Challenge late flag. in the game, exactly. they pull the goalie. You are giving him exactly. way too much credit right now. What do you mean? How much hockey did you watch last night? I followed it. How much hockey did you watch last night? I followed it. Yeah, on your television. How much did you watch? Gamecast. He's not going to watch a second of hockey. Wait, you gave me me (laughs) Gamecast. I can kind of follow hockey. No, it's not a thing at all. No. It's how my dad follows baseball. It doesn't count. You're not watching the sport. No, hold on. Hold on a second. You're looking at an ESPN screen graph of the score. That doesn't count. Wait a tick. Wait a tick. (laughs) This is not going to turn him into a hockey fan. He's looking for ways to make money. He's looking for a pyramid scheme. He wants a quick hit. That's not how hockey works. You're going to start selling Amway products soon. (laughs) What is the difference between me following a game on Gamecast and watching it? Really? I mean, icing. Oh, because there you it learn is. nothing. No. See, here's the thing about if you, you're you acting as if you want to get into hockey, you learn nothing about the teams. Name me a Canucks player. I, I don't need to. Oh, yo, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. You're looking at this way wrong. That is not how you Swag's trying to make the argument that this is going to turn you into a hockey yourself. fan. What do you, okay, hold on. You just flipped on me. You were on well, my side. I thought you were, you know, going over. No, he's I not don't have watching. the ice pass or whatever the hell their league it pass was, is called. Well, one, there Literally was a Triple header on ESPN. I was watching. You wanted me. Okay. This is my hellscape. From gambling. No, hold on. To 11. There was hockey on ESPN. Pause. You want me. You want me to watch baseball all day yesterday. Oh, you're really not going to. Oh, your team lost. You can't watch. It's game seven. Oh, darn. All we ask for is game seven. You want me to watch that. The NBA is back. What do I like to watch? I like to watch basketball. Exactly. I had a, I had a massive seven-leg parlay in that first title game, and I hit six title of the seven. <laughs> title game. Well, it was the ring. It was ring night. You sure, know, okay. the banner night, banner whatever they night. want to call it. Okay. I'm watching that on my iPad. I've got baseball on my big screen. Okay. So there's hey, a yeah. shut up. Hey, how you yeah, doing? Yeah, that was on the big screen. What do you yeah, want me to it. do? What do you want me to do? I'm game casting. There the was hockey. an entire hockey game after the baseball game was over on ESPN. I'm exhausted at this point. Yes. I am mentally fried. You should have DVR'd it and watched it overnight. Nobody, you lazy bastard. Nobody DVRs hockey. That's not a thing. Stop trying to make fetch fetch. Okay, so 
I've done the baseball thing you asked. I followed on my <laughs> basketball. I game casted hockey. You make this ridiculous claim. You don't know the players. That's not how you gamble in hockey. You know, you gamble in hockey, you sit, you see, you look for trends. You know what I learned yesterday, even though I lost? I learned I need to gamble on the overs of Avalanche games more often because they have a good offense. Yeah. They have scored on their overs on like yep. their last two games. That, to me, small little blip trend, I'm going to gamble on the over of the Avalanche. Do I know any Avalanche players? I, there's one that has a big name that I'm forgetting right now, but it doesn't matter. They all score. I don't need to know who the front or back lines of the Avalanche are to know that those dudes put the puck in the net. Both of you shut up. Go to a penalty box. You seen your therapist today? I saw her yesterday. Okay. It's good. actually just check it's a great session. Just checking in, it's making sure we're doing session. all right over there. I had a rough night. <laughs> Tired of losing my bets. <laughs> Maybe this is why we need to watch more hockey so we know more about hockey before we gamble on hockey. Yeah. You know, that's my only thing. I thought if there it was It helps to gamble on sports that you know something about. I I don't know, man. I think it does. Korean volleyball was pretty popular during COVID. <laughs> pretty sure none of those bros knew anything about what was going on there. That was all we had, man. That, that was, was all, all we, had. we had. There was no other options. I'm just saying, I'm actually paying more attention to hockey. I might not be watching it, but I'm game casting and I'm seeing results. And you guys, it's still not enough. You guys are just... Sometimes you're the worst partners. You, your your demand and bar for me is too high. It's like, oh, you're not really going to watch baseball? Okay, I'm going to watch baseball tonight. There's a lot of pressure on me. i got to watch baseball. It's game seven. I mean, you are. Baseball's a- on my big screen. <laughs> hey, guys, yeah. I gambled on hockey and I lost. Well, you're not watching it. You need to watch it more often. Because <laughs> well, the Kraken, for, first off, it the was. The Kraken a- Red Wing games was just absolutely bananas. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, that's beside, he's going to lose the argument here, so don't bring that into the conversation. <laughs> First off, like a game seven in the MLB playoffs, like as a radio yes. host, you should probably watch that because we might talk about it on the show today. sporting event of oh, yesterday. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a hot take. That's not a hot take a hot at take. all. Hot take. Not at all. Hot take. <laughs> the vast majority of our listeners said the NBA season did not begin yesterday. I wouldn't classify our entire listenership on a 300-vote sure. poll question. Sure, but it's a Game 7. Probably a bigger talking point on the show today than Nuggets and Lakers. I have on my show sheet I know, Game I'm 7. Just, I have I'm nowhere on my show sheet <laughs> Lakers, Nugs. We already talked my, about it. I talked about Austin Reeves. It's Look, a gambling note. It's not the game note. I know. I love that you watch Game 7 because we asked you to now because it was a big sporting event. It was a, it was a really good game, and it lived up to the hype. I'm not asking you to watch hockey. I watched very little hockey last night, too. Mm. There was too much going on. Not a left uh, frozen frenzy in your life. No. I mean, I had it on the iPad a little bit, but it wasn't. It's hard to do in the NHL. It's just not. It's not seamless because it's not the NFL. It's not a red zone. It's like, hey, here's a power. When there's a breakaway chance, you can't just like cut to the team that's on a breakaway chance. Isn't there a red zone for hockey? Couldn't they do that? Like a four screen quad box? I mean, that's what they tried to do last night. That Mm -hmm. was the whole theme of it, but it just wasn't. I don't know. It was fun to keep an eye on all the games that were going on. So I had it on my iPad, but it wasn't. eh. The the game seven stole all the attention from me because that turned out to be a really good game. Here's the only uh, rebuttal I'd say, show prep wise, from a radio host standpoint, where I disagree with you slightly. Like, do I need to watch that game seven? I did, but like, 
do I really? Because I could just tee you both up because you're way more into it than I am. I mean, you could. I thought it was a really good game. It was a really good sporting event. It was a great game. I have a text that said it's over when the Phillies were up, and it wasn't over. Yeah, I mean, you had a run right out of the gate, which was like, oh, damn, they're actually going to do something in Philly. Mm -hmm. Philly came back and took the lead. It felt like the game might be over. And Arizona, like, if you would have told me down 0-2 that they were going to win that series, I would have laughed in your face. 11 hits. They had like a million stolen bases. A hell of a night for them. It was awesome. They're back in the World Series. The Arizona Diamondbacks. It hurts. The 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks. 84-win. Tony Lavulo, right? Isn't that what his name is? Tori? Tori Lavolo. Lavolo. Yeah. Lavulo or yeah. Lavalo? Close enough. We'll okay. count it. Lavolo. Tyson Bajan. Yeah. We're in, the, we're in the ballpark. We'll <laughs> count it. We're learning names. We'll allow it. I know nothing else about the Diamondbacks other than what I've seen in the playoffs from time to time. <laughs> Fired up on a uh, Wednesday here. I don't know if anybody can tell. I'm a little hot. I got to take my jacket off. Yeah, did you turn the heat on again? I did, and I actually came in, and it was really warm. It was nice, yeah, and now... It's, yeah, it's way too hot in here. My blood's boiling from all my lost bets, and I'm being called out as a baseball <laughs> hockey guy. I just, you know, I'm getting defensive today. Well, I hope that gambling on hockey actually leads you to become a fan of the sport. That'd be really cool. That was kind of just my point, man. Like, I, yeah. I'm not going to name the front line of these no, teams. No, I'm just... But, but here, here, I was just pushing back, because Swag's argument is that you're now... He, he thought you were watching hockey all night last night, which I know that you were not watching hockey all night last night. That's all that I was trying to point. <laughs> You out. know me way too well. Yes, you're not watching a second of hockey, which is okay. But if you have a random night when there's nothing going on and you're like, hey, let's do a hockey parlay, and you bet on the game and you actually end up watching it, that's more power to you. Uh, we got a busy show, so let's get it going. I'll stop complaining about lost bets. It's over. It's done. We move on. Small units unite. Uh, let's start. Game seven. Hell of a game seven. Arizona and uh, Philadelphia. The Phillies staying home. Arizona going to the World Series. We'll start there. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you kidding me? All right, welcome back in. During break with you, Game 7, the Diamondbacks are in the World Series for the first time since 01. <laughs> Pretty memorable World Series that one was. I remember that one well. Who doesn't? Luis Gonzalez. I was in Kevin Sloss's living room coming back from the basement. Luis Gonzalez uh, jammed, hit, wins the game, World Series over. Diamondbacks have beat the Yankees in admittedly the only time in my entire existence 
I kind of rooted for the Yankees because of yeah. the 9-11 thing, and I was really young and impressionable. Yeah, how do you not in that moment? Uh, but still in a fantastic World Series yeah. nonetheless, and here they are. They finally found themselves the snakes. <laughs> I'm a snake. The dirty snakes are back, baby. They're back. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> this is uh, it. It is so funny to think about. I, I want to say at one point in August they lost nine games in a row. Uh, my team battled with Arizona for large chunks of the year for a wild card spot. They for large chunks of the year were not very good. They got off to a pretty slow start. They I don't think anybody ever really took them seriously. Even when they made the playoffs, nobody took them seriously or gave them a chance in hell mm. to do anything. Nobody picked them to win any of the series that they played in. Definitely didn't pick them to win the NLCS. I don't even want to go back and pull the tape of what we said on the show when they fell down 0-2 because it was my thought was that's a welcome to the big leagues moment against Philly and like this is what happens when you play a big boy team Hmm. and here they are winning four out of five including game six and game seven in Philadelphia and just shutting up that crowd game sevens in baseball it's hard to duplicate that level of energy because it's a it's such a different game than what you normally see. Like, there's just no rules. Mm-hmm. And when you come out of the gate and it's like, you know, you get the, Philly gave up a run in the first inning, immediately the bullpen's up. Like, in no other game does that happen. And like, game 79 of the regular season, if a dude's got a runners on first and third and given up a run with one out in the first inning, you're not warming up a lefty in the bullpen right out of the gate, but you are in a game seven. And I, I love the drama of... Like, we have nothing to lose. We're going to throw everything at this. Zach Wheeler ended up pitching last night for Philly. Like, that was a really fun back and forth. But one of the games, one of the things that makes a game seven fun is being able to watch the pucker factor of an entire fan base. And the folks in Philly were not having a good time last night. And they were riding that emotional roller coaster. And now their season's done. I don't know if you're going to do the same thing, but yesterday I told you I enjoyed watching Houston choke and lose and mm-hmm. fall again in an LCS. And you supported the Astros. And you said you can't wait for the Astros baseball to come back in your life. <laughs> I did the same thing yesterday. I watched this largely because I knew we talk about it. Game seven. And, uh, I didn't really give the Diamondbacks a whole lot of hope in six and seven. I, I really thought the series was over. It was a wrap. And the way that they battle back, you just get on base. You steal all these bases every time. They're aggressive. They play a fun style. Uh, the reliever that came in at the end and struck out the side, Ginkle. <laughs> I love learning about these guys in the postseason. I'm just like, this Ginkle guy is awesome. Yeah, they couldn't touch him. They couldn't. He was throwing it right past him. And the big bats of Philly uh, came up short. I would just say this. If you want to end my team's season every year, okay, can you please stop choking and go win a World Series already? <laughs> because Philly was a nice story. But, man, maybe not walk into a Game 7 wearing a Patrick Beverly shirt, Bryce Harper. Maybe you should just come in shirtless or wearing your own shirt. Didn't do you a whole lot, did it? The seventh (laughs) inning, the eighth inning, whenever you came up at bat and you flied out. Like, unbelievable choke job by the Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies. Here they are, mean mugging Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, we took care of you. They love to do the balls thing. Choke artists, all of them. Just absolute choke artists every year now. You want to beat the Braves? Fine. Win a World Series. I didn't even see. What's the Patrick Beverly shirt for? Was it a picture of Patrick Beverly? Oh, yeah. Every game, every big game in the playoffs, all of these bros come in with their statement shirts, right? This, oh, they're wearing this jersey. Oh, they're wearing this shirt that says this. And he walks in yesterday wearing a brotherly love Patrick Beverly 
76er shirt. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, is Patrick Beverly a 76er? You know, to be honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> he okay. might be, but I just, of all the things you could wear to a game seven in Philly. I would hope that he is at this point. Randall Cunningham. Nick, big D, is, Nick yeah. Foles. Like, you could have worn every different, Mike Schmidt, any other athlete. Patrick Beverly, a backup point guard who's way overrated and runs his mouth more than backs up his game. Like, that was a tell sign right there they were going to choke. Yeah, the only shirts that I saw were when they wore the Coach Prime shirts. I remember that being a thing because I had college football people retweeting that on my timeline. Now, I think they won that game that they wore those, but who the hell cares? Uh, the teacher thing I did not notice. Going with Patrick Beverly in a Game 7 is an interesting move. Of all, like, you know what I mean? Like, That's I saw that. I'm like, what are you doing? Of all the players, why not just yeah. a Jason Kelsey jersey or something? Yeah, I think we all enjoy watching divisional rivals lose. There's no doubt about that. I also don't want to live in a world as an NOS fan that the Arizona Diamondbacks have the most recent World Series, so I'll be now rooting against <laughs> them because it's fun that they're in the World Series. Yeah. But I, th- this is, I know we don't have to have the same stupid argument we've had for a month. This is what I love about the MLB playoffs. The Arizona Diamondbacks won 84 games this year. Uh-huh. 84 games. They were six games above 500. And people in Texas all day, we follow some folks in Dallas who were rooting ad- you know, adamantly for the Diamondbacks to win last night because they felt like it's the easier matchup. And as the game went on, I saw our buddy RJ Choppy was like, are we sure the Diamondbacks are the easier matchup? It's like nobody knows what the hell we're going to get. The fact that a team barely above 500 went to the World Series is is hilarious. And all I could think about at the end of that game were Seattle Mariner fans who hear their general manager say 54, 54% is all we care about. When they went through a trade deadline where they didn't do anything to improve the roster, when your record was basically identical to Arizona all season, you're the exact same team, like, eh, kind of good, but not really, but maybe going to make the playoffs, but probably not, and... They didn't make the move. Arizona goes and gets Seattle's best reliever, and who's the guy on the mound in the ninth inning going one, mm. two, three, sending the Arizona, the 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks to the World Series? It was Paul Seawald, and I couldn't help but think of our Mariner friends who just had to have another knife twisted into their back of like, hey, look at that. Not only is Texas already there, a team who we battled with all season, who we were in, in front of in the standings for large chunks of the second half of the year, a team who we beat in the final week of the regular season to knock out of the AOS division title. We beat them, so they didn't win the AOS. They're now in the World Series as the American League champion and the 84-win Diamondbacks with our old closer is there as well. Uh, we got audio I want to get to coming up. The uh, tradition that we have in our industry is somebody somewhere will say that they'll, if this doesn't happen, I will do this. And somebody did it in spectacular fashion. So we'll get to that. We got the audio from the Diamondbacks. Uh, a little more Game 7 talk here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Well, we're gonna have to bump the big move yesterday in sports. I don't know if we'll get to it today. Massive, massive news coming out of baseball that Bob Melvin is now the Giants manager. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get to that. I had the whole final hour carved out to talk about that, but I can I can adjust if I need to. It's all right. I feel like our energies are a little uh, counteractive right now. You're coming in a little more low-maintenance, low-key. I'm out here fired up losing gambling bets and... Uh, you know, energies don't match, so that's okay. I'm just happy to be here, man. <laughs> happy to be here. We're on We're on to Utah. That's all my focus right now. We have uh, NFL Zigger Zag coming up at 645. We've got Adam Rittenberg at 7 a.m. Uh, Dirt, I know one area we kind of differ on right now, mm-hmm. and I read Adam's piece on this Harbaugh thing, is I just am not... I don't think I'm taking the Michigan Harbaugh thing serious enough. Mm, that's fair. And I feel like you're kind of leaning in the oh, man, this could cost him a playoff spot this year type penalty stuff could be happening. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think what makes this one different, and Swag brought this up yesterday, and and as you kind of read into some of it, is that if the NCAA was the only thing that needed to act on this, you would 1,000% be right. Because the NCAA moves slower than anything in, in this country. And it's going to take them probably 13 years to come out with a ruling on what's happening with sign stealing. What would happen first, the NCAA's <laughs> ruling on this Harbaugh cheating scandal or the Republicans actually a pick a speaker for the House? I think I might go NCAA on that one. <laughs> the Republicans are having a hard time right now. But the, the, the only part that I find fascinating is this is stemming from other teams in the conference. Like, they have turned Michigan in. They have surveillance. Like, they had their people in their stadiums film this dude filming them. Like, they were spying on the spy. And they've sent all of that evidence to the conference. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I find that I don't know if anything's going to end up happening or not, but the idea that the Big Ten now was in this delicate balance of, both wanting to protect Michigan because it's probably its best bet to win a national title, although that's really disrespectful to Ohio State. But also, you have 12 different institutions in the conference who are saying, you better do something to these guys. So it's a very weird back and forth in the Big Ten. And that's why the NCAA is not going to do anything. I'm not scared at all about the NCAA. Then they just finally, with the Bill Self thing, didn't that just come out the other day where they're like, yeah, he's good, no punishments after the whole Adidas scandal like 13 years later? Like seven years <laughs> of, of FBI investigations. Yeah. It's not an NCAA We had thing. a guy from Adidas in Wilsonville go to prison. Like yeah. Assistants were fired and went to jail or prison and all of that ended up with nothing happening to Bill Self in Kansas. So if you have 12 different schools in the conference who are saying, like, do something, I'm curious if the Big Ten does. Okay. Well, we'll get into that with Adam Rittenberg. We'll also talk about the Pac-12 slate. Oregon State fan, I think, is nervous right now. We're pacing. How would you describe our emotions in Corvallis? Pacing. Back and forth. Back and forth. What's going to happen? And I want to do a check-in on a Duck fan. How are they feeling about their Utah matchup? So we'll get into all that coming up. In the second hour. Game seven, though, before we get to NFL zigzag, Corbin Carroll, the star of the game. After breaking out of his slump, he has these stolen bases. Here was Corbin Carroll on the field 
in the post game talking about, hey, it was a bit of a slow start for them. Uh, but you know what? They rebounded and they ended up winning the game. You know, honestly, not really. Um, I think just my message would be, right, you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to believe in your process. You know, some things didn't go my way early on, but, you know, I, I never lost that belief in, in myself to, to be able to go out there and get the job done. How do you explain coming into the most hostile environment in baseball and winning game six and seven? Oh, don't know why there's. I felt a- really good, felt great. <laughs> Nobody gave us a chance, and my goatee is awesome. I look like I'm 45, but I'm a rookie. Uh, one other thing too is Arizona winning this. We had the radio host in New York, one of our favorites. He proclaimed this going into Philadelphia. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored, floored. And I'll say this right now, just, uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raisman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. Let's check in how the Diamondbacks feel after winning game seven. Now he did. He did spec, uh, specifically sort out here with his announcement. Uh-huh. He would retire from radio. Okay, not MLB Network, not the first take stuff, just radio. Now I have no idea. He's probably not going to follow up with this. Most people do this. No, he's not going to retire. They're just you know throwing wind out there and saying things that gain traction, and this worked. But of all the things, like stunned. I guess you get surprised once in a while, but stunned about an MLB playoff outcome? The Milwaukee Brewers losing stunned you? Yeah, nothing about the Brewers losing in the playoffs should stun anybody. No. Nor, like, a team coming out of nowhere. Like, I wouldn't, I didn't pick Arizona to win anything this year, nor did I pick them to win that series, nor did I pick them to win the game last night. But if you told me that they win, I'm not stunned and I'm not floored. This is the MLB postseason. We see this every year. So... What do you think Philadelphia is like today? <laughs> it is a hellscape today. They're terrified. They're freaked out. They have two $300 million contracts. You know what the difference is in payroll between those two teams? I can't begin to imagine. I think the Phillies were at like $240 million and the Diamondbacks were barely above $100 million in total payroll. Like That's a $130, $140 million difference in your, in your payrolls. They brought in Trey Turner to be the difference maker when he had big hits against... Uh, who the hell, uh, when they beat the Braves in the last round, it was it was Bryce Harper saying, this is why you pay him $300 million, this is why you pay yeah. him. And every time Trey Turner came up in this series, he was swinging at sliders and curveballs in the dirt and striking out on three pitches. Wing and a miss. He didn't do anything, man. He was terrible. Um, after the start that they got off to in the first two games when everybody was hitting, after game two, they couldn't get a hit with runners in scoring position. Like This, to me, is, is what's fun about this time of year, though, when you get these kind of random matchups. All the pressure towards the back end of that series – was on Philadelphia. All of it. They were the team. When, once they beat Atlanta in the playoffs, they were the team that everybody circled and said, yep, there's your favorite right there. They probably were a little banged up. You didn't have Harper. That's why you didn't win the division. But that's a loaded roster from top to bottom. There's not a big difference between what Philly brings to the table and any other team. And when you get into these pucker factor situations late in a series, like, dude, that's all on you. If you lose that game last night, your season's a failure. If Arizona loses that game last night, it's like, ah, that's, yeah, Arizona made the game seven of the NLCS. Like, who the hell saw that coming? They won 84 games. 
They, they, do you know how many games Arizona won two years ago? You know what their record was two years ago? They were pretty bad. 52 and 110 two years ago, and now they're in game seven of the NLCS. So they had nothing to lose. Philadelphia had everything to lose. Two teams in a World Series. I know you highlighted this in the last segment, but the Rangers. The I'm, Rangers won 60 games two years ago. What did they win last year? Wasn't it like 70 or 67? <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't. They they're were over under going into the year. I remember doing a preview, and I this is my one of my only things I ever get right. I, I slammed the over on the Rangers. They they got Bochi. They brought in some big names, some big contracts. Hey, I'll, I'll take the chances there. Yeah, they they kind of pushed their chips in. They got Corey Seven, uh, 68 last 68 year. games. Yeah. Their over-under was 74 and a half. And I'm like, they're going to win 75 yeah. games or more. I didn't think, I didn't see this coming. I mean, who did? I think to your point to bring this back, and you can tie Philly into this too. Mm-hmm. It it has got to be devastating for other fan bases to see teams like this go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to win sub seventy games a year ago, and now we're going to maybe win the World Series. I really I responded to a Mariner fan who almost never responds to anybody, but they were they said something to the effect of what you mentioned fifty four percent. Huh? How'd that work out? Like the Rangers last year were not good. No. And I just laugh that that was really a selling point by the Seattle Mariner franchise of trust us. If we win 54, we're going to be a World Series team. One, you've never done it. No. And two, you just look within your division, a team that was like, yo, we kind of want to win and we care. Boom. Manager, player upgrade, here you are. They invested in their roster. They spent a lot of money. They upgraded at manager, as you pointed out, and now they're in the World Series. And for Arizona, it's why every year when the trade deadline comes around and, you know, in the end of the middle of the summer, I should say, I hate when teams stand pat. If you have a chance to make the playoffs and make a difference, like go go make a move. Dude. Who cares about your draft? Who pick? cares yeah. about the double A prospect yep. that you're never going to hear from again? And it's not going to end up being a di- like the chances of that guy panning out is so slim to none to begin with. Although I'll add a, the caveat here, I'm surprised Swigard didn't jump in with that. Sometimes you do that, but you got to value the right prospects because as we see with Arizona. They have some prospects that were not in Hillsboro that long ago that are making huge impacts now to get to a World Series. Yeah, they've been grooming. Uh, well, everybody knew about Corbin Carroll. I mean, yep. he was their number one pick. I I'm, I forget where he was actually taken. I think it was top ten um, when they took him. So, but Brandon fought was he is one of two hops to ever throw a nine inning complete game shutout. And it was two years ago. Two years ago. Him yeah. and Carol were there. Yeah. I mean, it's, and now they're in the World Series. Do you guys even have, is there an advantage in this World Series or is this just such a crapshoot of teams and matchup that nothing matters and you just go with Well, God? obviously. You got fire in your gut? You got a snake from, in your gut? From the lineup standpoint, certainly Texas can blow a game open, I think, at any given point more than the Diamondbacks could. Yeah. The if the Diamondbacks play like they did last night, they just got to keep 1000 cuts, man. 1000 cuts, just feel free to run the bases, um those sorts of things, but they got to figure out how to get Adolis Garcia out, <laughs> which nobody can right now. The other part of it too, like you point out the way that they played in game 6 and game 7, this to me is the really fun aspect of one of the rule changes that baseball made. Like speed and stealing bases matters again. Where in the past it did, I mean, you obviously want to have speed if you could, but it wasn't a, 
it wasn't a priority necessarily. Now you have, like, Arizona's strategy the first four games or five games of the series made no sense. They didn't steal any bases. They get guys on, not always, but whenever they did, they just weren't super aggressive. Then they get to game six and game seven, and they're stealing bases left and right. Mm -hmm. And they call it just a chaos brand of baseball. Like, get guys with speed, put the ball in play, find a way to get on base, steal a couple of bags, put pressure on the defense, make them panic and pucker a little bit. And see what can happen. Maybe a pitcher makes a mistake and you can capitalize on it. It's just it's a different brand that you can now play. And I love the way that it's going to evolve roster management to finding guys that on base percentage is incredibly important, not just your, you know, your power numbers and swinging for the fences. Like get on base and steal a base, man. The other aspect of this that's really cool, Corbin Carroll's a local kid. He's a northwest southwest Washington kid. Dude, what a season that that guy's had, man. Rookie, I mean, the rookie season he's had, the awards that are likely heading his way. He's in the All-Star game in his home state in Seattle. Like he was the, fun during the All-Star dude, game. They mic'd him up. How cool is that to be playing in an All-Star game in your home state? That's amazing. And then you get to a Game 7, and there's all sorts that you can go look up all the different numbers of what he did last night in terms of rookies with three hits and stolen bases and runs. And in Game 7, I think Dustin Pedroia is the only other guy in the history of the sport that's ever done that. Like, what a cool rookie season and a great way to cap off an NLCS. The one thing I will say, they do in some sports, like if you touch the trophy, it's bad luck. If you don't touch, that doesn't exist in baseball. I was blown away with Arizona's response to winning that game last night. They didn't, they're not done. It that was, was like my matter takeaway. of fact of yeah. like, yeah, it was like game seven of the, yep. of the regular season of like, yeah, you know, we played well and stole a base and, you know, feel good. It was like eight guys did the whole <laughs> jump up and down thing and everybody nothing. else was just like, on to the next one, on to the next one. And I'm just like, yeah, this, yep. I don't know if they'll win it, but they, they, they look like some assassins right now. They and, do. And I'm hoping we get a really fun World Series. The Philly atmosphere would have been better than the Arizona atmosphere. That was the only downside for me with Arizona winning the game. But I think it's going to be a really fun matchup of two teams that were really bad two years ago and show you that there is always hope in this sport. When they're good, it's a good atmosphere in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. When they're good. Yeah, yeah. I remember the 01 World Series. That was a good crowd. Yeah, that was a long time it's ago. It's not Philly. Philly is. Different. No, it was, yeah. They, it Why shots at Arizona, not Texas? Like as if Texas. Oh, is... Texas doesn't have a great atmosphere either. Okay. But I don't think Houston necessarily does either. So it wasn't like a really? trade off there. You don't think no. Houston when they're 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 spoiled at this point? The atmosphere is bad. It used to be good. Really? Now I think they're all priced out, dude. They left in in like Game Six when they were down going to the ninth inning. So did the Phillies fans, by that, the way. That, that is true. That is valid. <laughs> they hung around a boo though. Philly would have been the better <laughs> atmosphere of all of them, and so you know we'll see. Hopefully Arizona brings the noise. Adam Rittenberg at seven. Up next, NFL Zig or Zag on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Give you some quick odds. If you had $10 and you were bored in Vegas and you went to your sports book and you laid a bet and you said, hey, I think the Diamondbacks are going to face the Rangers in the World Series. Do you know how much money you'd win if you'd bet $10? Probably a decent amount of money. The Diamondbacks did not have great odds coming into the year and neither did the Texas Rangers. Swag asked this yesterday or said, like, hey, if you did it, you cashed in. A ten dollar bet just on the matchup to happen would have been seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> so, the hell were we doing in April, man? Broke boy things is what we were doing Come in on. April. Uh, NFL zig or zag. 
We got Rittenberg coming up at the top of the hour, so we're going to fly through a couple of these. All right. You know, they're, they're swag. Tell me in the clock. Yeah, shut up over there. Let's start with a simple one. Pretty straightforward, Dirt. Zig or Zag, the Buffalo Bills easily have the most pressure on them to win this week. Ooh, hold on. Let me check this schedule. I'm waiting. 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 Zig. I'll zig on that. I would have zagged. Really? I'm going to zig on that. The okay. Bills, I, look, I still believe in the Bills. Josh Allen's turning the ball over a lot. That's kind of weird. You believe in the Bills? I do still believe in the Bills. Okay. Uh, how many teams in the AFC have been, like, awesome from start to finish and haven't had weird clunker games? Like the Bills? I'd have to go through and rattle that off. Cincinnati's had some of those. The Cincinnati's Titans three three. the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins haven't beaten an elite team, but they handle the scrubs. Okay. You got to be Kansas a good City team. is Kansas City. The Dolphins also got smoked by the Buffalo Bills. Baltimore lost at home to the Colts. They did. And they shouldn't have lost that game. Just kind of proving my point. Like everybody's had those warty losses. If you win, you're 5 and 3 on Thursday night. Okay. You're playing Tampa at home. Like you can't lose that game. You can't lose that game. So they do have. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The most I'm, pressure. I'm zigging. Well, I thought you were. No, that's a zag. <laughs> These rules make no sense. Let's go to San Francisco, where the Bengals are coming off their bye week, and the Niners are coming off a short week of rest and a loss to Minnesota, two Mm -hmm. straight losses. Good article in the Cincinnati Inquirer about the Bengals' ability to win ugly games when they need to. Dirt, zig or zag, this is a Super Bowl preview on Sunday. I'm going to zag on that. Really? I would have zigged. I'm going to zag on that. I don't... Cincinnati hasn't shown me enough that they can win the AFC yet. I know that the last two years, the track record's really good. I need to see a win like this in order to buy back in. And I also need to see Joe Burrow look healthy. Like, we're in week eight right now in the NFL. They're coming off a bye, so that's going to help his ankle a little bit or his calf. Yeah. Uh, but they're go- if they go on the road and win this weekend, then I'll buy start buying into it. But as of now, like a win at home over the Seahawks, not going to do it for me, Cincinnati. I'm not picking you to beat Kansas City. In Kansas City huh. is what you would have to do because Kansas City is already, what, 6-1 and one on the season and two games clear of you in the AFC standings. I would have thought that was more of a zig, but... You want to zag, you can zag. Massive game in Pittsburgh, PA, where the Steelers play the Jags this weekend. They've put a few dubs together, starting to kind of figure it out offensively. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how the Pittsburgh offense looks. They scored 24 points last week against the Rams. Everybody's proclaiming they figured something out. Dirt Ziggler zag. The Jags put themselves at the top of the AFC hierarchy with a win against Pittsburgh on the road. Now, it doesn't mean that the best. But there's a top tier in the AFC, and the Jags are in it. Zig or zag? I'm going to zig that just for the this, this sheer point of this the standing argument that I will make. Like, Buffalo's already got three losses. Cincinnati's already got three losses. Baltimore's got two, and they play Arizona this weekend, so that's an absolute snoozer. Um, but, like, Jacksonville's putting themselves in position to potentially fight for a one seed or get a number two seed, which will give you home field through a, through a couple of matchups. And so because of that, I think they're going to have the ability to win some of those playoff games at home like they did last year. And so I'll zig on that. That's a fun little game, though, to watch. I'm excited for that one because I don't buy the Steelers necessarily yet. Mm. But George Pickens is enough to, like, shut everything negative about Pittsburgh up. He's one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. Like, that dude's incredible. Throw it to him on every play. Sorry, NFL zig or zag every Wednesday at 645. The Battle of New York is here. Oh, God. Giants are hosting the Jets in East Rutherford. Damn. Dirt, the New York Post is telling me that the Jets players are noticing a different Zach Wilson off the field. Oh, yeah. Confidence yeah. is through the roof. Good for him. They've won their last two games. He found a new mill for something. And now they have Giants, 
Chargers, Raiders in their next three. Zig or Zag, the Jets will win those three and have a five-game winning <laughs> Zag, streak, Zag. making them 6-3 and three going no. into Buffalo November 19th. Zero chance in hell. Zero that would, I would think that would be a zig. That was, I don't know what is a zig or zag anymore. I'm at a zag uh, or zig. I don't know. It's not going to happen. Wait, it's a zig or zag. you yep. got to pick one. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to pick it's not going to happen. That's not That's not the game. Okay, I'll zag. Thank you. Zag, okay. So I, I booked the guest, okay? I, I, I know. I'm well aware. Final one for me from the archives of the NFL. Do you know the longest winning streak for one team over another? I would imagine it's the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos. You would be incorrect. Okay. It's 20 games. What is it? Uh, I don't know who the teams are, but the record is 20 straight wins from one opponent over another. Okay. You did nail the matchup, though. The Chiefs have a 15-game winning streak over the Broncos. They beat them two weeks ago. Yeah. Dirt zigger zag. The Chiefs will win 16 straight, and you'd bet that they break the 20 straight wins record. Yes. I will zig on that. The Chiefs will not lose to the Denver Broncos in the next five years. Mark that down. Can I bet on that? Can I parlay that for five years? I will I will gamble Chiefs money line for the next five years against the Denver Broncos. Be fun game. Play the game. How old was Dirt when the Broncos last beat the Chiefs? It's been a long time, man. Peyton Manning was the quarterback. Man. What a record going on in that matchup. There we go. NFL zig or zag. We got a loaded second hour of the show, a check-in with Duck and Beaver fan. How you feeling? Bill Riley of the Utah Utes will join us at 730, but we start the second hour with Adam Rittenberg of ESPN on the Michigan scandal and some Pac-12 matchups this week. And that's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.